it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. lovely listeners. Today I am joined by interior designer Karen Nepesina and the lovely photographer Christopher Dibble to discuss mid-century modern design, approaching creativity in their own ways, and how their fun and unique collaborative partnership came to be. Some of you who have been listeners for a while might remember listening to Christopher on episode 96. So I really enjoyed talking to these two today. They have a new book out, which is super exciting. And we'll get into that for sure. But first, a little bit more about Karen and Christopher. Karen Nepesina is known for her ability to merge beauty and practicality, solve unique design problems, and make interior design approachable for homeowners. And you can really tell that by just the comfort level with which she speaks about it. She quickly emerged as one of the country's leading authorities on mid-century modern design after her firm and blog. Destination Eichler, chronicling her family's journey restoring their Eichler home, captured the attention of publications such as Domino, Dwell, HGTV Magazine, Apartment Therapy, Atomic Ranch, things like that. Karen also has a passion for vintage pieces and DIY design projects that get the whole family involved. She lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with her husband, two sons, and rescue pup. And Christopher is a fabulous photographer who is proudly carrying the torch forward in his family photography lineage from his dad and his grandpa, who were both professional photographers in their heyday. Christopher is a photographer, a husband, a dog guy, and he loves to use color in unpredictable ways that surprise and contribute to a great image. And you'll really see that if you go look at his work, or I should say when you go look at his work. He doesn't shy away from visual experimentation and loves collaborative projects where challenging situations motivate him to stretch his creativity and vision. And that definitely comes through. Christopher works mostly along the West Coast. He's based out of Portland, Oregon and Los Angeles. He loves photographing interiors and people within those spaces. Connecting with people and earning their trust in front of the lens is his number one goal. And Christopher captures images that span between clean elegance and whimsical fun with his range landing somewhere between editorial storytelling and catalog crispness. The cool thing is that together, Karen and Christopher have recently released, as I mentioned, a new book called Mid-Century Modern Style, which takes readers on a visual journey through 12 real and down-to-earth mid-century inspired homes, offering a practical guide to incorporating the style into any space. The two artists have been collaborating for several years now to capture Karen's interior design work, and an artistic partnership and friendship has certainly blossomed, which you'll hear here today. The pair created Mid-Century Modern Style for anyone curious to learn more about the design period or anyone who wants to incorporate mid-century flair into their own home. We talk about all sorts of things, accessible design, how to capture the right mood and feel and image and approaching creativity and collaboration uniquely. So grab your favorite cuppa and listen in. This is a great one. Karen and Christopher, I am so <laughs> glad you're here, and I'm really excited for the reasons why. Me too. I'm stoked to be here. I'm stoked to be back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I'd love to know about both of your paths a little bit, but Karen, tell me a little bit about your path into the world of interior design and your intrigue with mid-century, and then we'll get into how you guys hooked up. Yeah, my path into interior design um, came like... 
I actually discovered interior design in my last, last, last semester of a five-year undergrad program where I went to Italy for art minor and I took an interior design class and I felt like, uh, where, why, why, how did I just like waste five years in undergrad business school? Cause these are my people. Like there were students and girls from Parsons and like all the schools. And I'm like, just, so I discovered it kind of late in my undergraduate. Plus career. you were in Italy. You weren't, it's not just like you were in Sacramento or something. I'm, you were in Italy. <laughs> I was in Florence and our interior design professor would like make sure we take espresso breaks every, you know, at 10 o'clock. Cause you just had to do that. Um, yeah. So it's a really special experience. Um, I, I studied photography as well in undergraduate program, but uh, yeah, I took it and I thought it was great, but I thought like, it's too late. Like it's too late. Mm. I'm going to go into marketing. I'm going to go get a real job. Um, I had also been a professional ballet dancer. So I'd already done the, the tried to be a paid artist thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt like it was just too late. Anyway, um, when I did go into, uh, working after undergrad, I ended up, funny enough, being in home design. So I took jobs that were around home furnishings anyway, but they were mm -hmm. very different jobs, um, you know, merchandising. And I, I worked at a Target store, um, a lot of uh, just kind of more the boring side, but I was trying to be near the fun stuff. Right. Um, so after a couple of decades, I actually ended up... Um, yeah, I was, I was starting, I was in e-commerce also for high-end design. And I just kept trying to find these jobs, but I would be jealous of everyone else who actually did like anything design related. And I was like counting sofas and who should get a new floor model. I mean, like not really the most exciting part of design. And then my husband and I stumbled upon buying um, an Eichler mid-century house here in the Bay Area. And I didn't really know too much about mid-century modern, um, but just kind of stumbled into it. I just, again, kind of saw the, a house and liked the vibe. And so we bought um, we bought our house that we live in now, and it didn't really have the vibe um, when we bought it. So that's how I fell into design was really just mm. a personal um, journey of finding a lifestyle and a house that really seemed to fit our family. And then that's how I started getting uh, clients who were following my blog. I had a blog that my husband oh, and I started um, just documenting um, the kinds of projects we were trying to accomplish in our house and where to get weird parts that we'd never heard of and trying to restore a lot of pieces of our house. So um, yeah, all in the last maybe 10 years did I kind of find myself in this space. Um, and then I started to just give myself a kind of an exit plan on getting out of the corporate life because it was really like hurting my heart and soul. Um, yeah. I actually ended up in the insurance world for a while. Oh my gosh, Karen. Um, and friends that have known me a long, long time are like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> pay attention, pay attention. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, I have this, like, I feel like kind of windy road. Um, also as starting as a dancer, you know, I always just felt like you were either an artist or you like weren't, you couldn't just keep, you know, you couldn't try to be a lot of things. Um, and now I figured out, hey, you just do what you where right? It takes us a minute to figure that out, but then we get out of our yes. own way sometimes. For those people who might not have grown up in the San Francisco Bay Area, can you guys describe what an Eichler is? An Eichler is, um, Joseph Eichler was a, a developer. Um, so a lot of people actually think he's an architect, but he was a developer. And what I find personally really cool about him, um, when he built, he decided he wanted to build uh, houses for modest families, like average for the time families, um, but he wanted them to to be designed by architects. So um, instead of your typical big track houses where they just kind of put up four walls and put whatever kind of style, he actually hired um, really famous architects for the, the, the time to design these different floor plans and build these little mid-mod houses um, that could be, you know, usually it costs so much more money to hire an architect to design your house, but he wanted to make um, these houses accessible to families. So um, we have about, there's about like 10,000 Eichler homes in the country, um, most of them in California. And then there's actually 
five or seven in New York. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's five or seven in New York. That's cool. Yeah. My guess is all like upstate sort of. Um, it's they're like an hour outside of of this of New York City. And they're wow. this, they were built with the same everything as the ones in California, but they get snow over there. So I think there's our uh, <laughs> planned at the time to to meet the needs of the East Coast weather. So I think that's yeah. maybe why they they only built five, and then they're like, oh, probably not a good idea. <laughs> well, oh my I, gosh, I, that's so interesting. I didn't <clears throat> to think about like Eichler as this as a developer. Um, sort of getting all of the credit and the, you know, accolades of these incredible homes. Um, and you never really hear about the architects that he worked no, with. No, you don't. That's kind of, that's interesting. It is. And they're really, I mean, they're they're just iconic. I, I lived in Kansas City for a while too. And, and the kind of design, the similar style there was a Drummond, a mm-hmm. Donald mm. Drummond. And I... I think I remember because I so wanted to own one. Oh my gosh, did I want to own one? Um, that the heating or the air ducts were made out of cardboard. <laughs> at some oh, point. yeah, and and maybe needed some replacement. But I, I, uh, yeah, I had a friend in Marin who had an Eichler and just you know grew up with an interior design mom and got my degree as oh, well cool. and just. Um, Mm, they're so fantastic. And I love Karen that you're that you finally circled around to that passion by redoing your home because so many Eichlers since they were built what in the 60s or 50s and 60s? 50s and 60s, yeah. And then a little bit of early 70s. And so many people in the 80s were like, oh, let's 85 these and yes. 95 these. So yes. bringing it back to to life must have been just magical. Yes, magical and, a, a and challenging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> magically challenging. Yeah. But yes, it's very, um, it's been very fulfilling to to Good. transform something over time. Yeah, I just feel like when I think of when I think of an Eichler home, it it, it just sort of screams like mid century modern. It screams Mad Men. Mm-hmm. It's like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like a frame, like ceilings and beams and huge expanses of glass and courtyards and, and atriums. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. like, Atrium, just that. Yeah. And, and it's very like, to me, it's very, cause I, I mean, I grew up in California. I grew up in LA and it's just like, the, it just feels so California to me. So yes. Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. All the sun is shining. Yeah. yeah. The, the palm fronds are waving slightly <laughs> yeah. in the breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So then the two of you got together with an idea. Tell me kind of how that, for those of you, Mr. Christopher Dibble, who haven't heard your previous episode, which we will link, why you? Well, I, I, uh, <laughs> I had a kind of like a strange path that brought me here too, although it was, it was still all sort of within photography. Um, I, when I, I mean, I grew up in LA and I started my business in LA and I started my photography career in LA and um, uh, was doing, you know, actors for editorial, shooting, uh, photographing actors' portraits for editorial and doing some fashion here and there. And then I moved up to Portland in 2015 and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Maybe I'll be a barista. And quickly, quickly found out that that was not a possibility because although I had been a barista for, I don't know, six or seven years in the early 2000s, um, at that point, you weren't doing hearts and lattes and <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, there's no way I can get a job in Portland. It's way too competitive here." So, <laughs> um, I just sort of stumbled into interiors and doing interior photography, and I think just from doing that and and, and Instagram, and I, I think Karen, remind me if I'm mistaken, <laughs> but I think I sort of stumbled upon um, Destination Eichler on Instagram and was like, "Yes." Mid-century modern, always been into. I love what this human is doing. Um, we should connect. Mm. Um, and I think I DM'd or yeah, we joke. We joke yeah. that he went. He got into my DMs. That's how we mm-hmm. become friends, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is actually true. And it's weird because yeah. a lot of people do message me like, "I want to," you know. We're just you get a lot of weird messages and DMs, and there was something about um, Chris's. It just seemed down to earth. He was like, hey, I like what you're doing. I have family in the Bay Area, too. I've lived there. Mm-hmm. Next time you 
need someone like we should work together. And I get a lot of people that say we should work together or I want to sure. photograph your work. And usually I'm like, uh, that's okay. I don't really need you. Um, but there was something I just loved his honesty and um, I loved his work. Obviously I went and checked out his work and then, um, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really happen for a couple months. And then I had my first big, Uh, my first big renovation project, like soup to nuts. It was after quitting my job too, it was kind of a big deal to have done this whole entire mid-century modern renovation in San Jose. Um, So I called him up and we had never met. We didn't even talk on the phone. I gave him the address. He showed up (laughs) off the plane and off of an Uber and we just we shot the whole day together and oh, it was really easy and amazing yeah, mm-hmm. and i felt like i think that's what's so great about our friendship and our partnership um collaboration is like it's like we've been photographing together and he was photographing my work all the time um and i've yeah. been a photographer as well and there's such a you know there's everyone has to have a certain connection but we just happened to have it so um our partnership started there um in terms of photographing and design, design projects, you know, I love together. that. I love that you hadn't even talked on the phone and no, like you did it. it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very sort of, um, yeah, it was great. It was, uh, so often it's like, um, you know, you spend at least eight hours on these projects and you're oh, with, yeah. you know, at least, you know, yeah. Margo and, and, uh, and there was something, yeah, that was just like so easy and, and we, we were just sort of on the same wavelength and we were able to see things the same way. And, and, and if not, it was such an easy sort of collaboration. And that doesn't happen very often. I, I, I've been so, so lucky to work with really, really wonderful designers and, and whatnot. And, and sometimes those, those working relationships blossom into friendships and then they blossom into, you know, bigger projects. And um, that's just sort of what happened here. It was really organic. It was, yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned the name Destination Eichler because that's the name of your blog, right, Karen? It's my blog and my my business your now. Business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you have you done other projects as as well, or do you stick with mid century modern as often as possible since that's your kind of passion? Yeah, mostly mid century modern. Um, but I do. Uh, I still have fun when I go out of that space, and typically, um, a couple just to name some. You know, I worked, I got to work on a really cool um, craftsman in Berkeley in Rockridge, like 1900s. Um, we just did some really fun uh, things. And again, I tried to, I always just try to keep it period and architecturally appropriate. So it's fun because we were, you know, I, I think we ordered taps from the UK um, just to make sure everything kind of went with the same era. Yeah. So I do. Uh, do stuff outside of that realm, but um, I'm kind of picky about it. But those projects also seem to find me and they're usually a great fit because if they want to make sure that we're um, preserving the character of whatever that special home is, um, I'm I'm always down. So I love that. Sounds like you're there for the authentic. Yes. Yeah. And I think something so great, something that really, really drew me to Karen's work is that it is, I'll say it's like sympathetic but there's, it, it's not rigid. It's not, you know. It can know, be cold, it, you know, but it, yours yeah, isn't. Yeah, there's, there's something, there's warmth to it. And also uh, she's able to um, mix contemporary manufacturing with vintage. It's like, um, she's, she's not like so strict and rigid. Like everything has to be totally authentic, vintage from the time period. But it's like, well, no, there's all these, you know, we live in, 2023 and mm-hmm. um there's these amazing products and you know these beautiful tiles that are being manufactured now and but there's that vibe of mid-century so you get this really really incredible comfortable warm space that also feels like modern living yeah oh, i love that i love that you said that i think for me in design and, and growing up with an interior design mom who I always felt like she did that too. She really looked at the space and considered the people and considered the products. And that's where I think the talent comes in and the actual design comes in because, because you're not, if you're prescribed, like it has to be this and we can only put this, you know, maker in, then, then it, then really maybe somebody else did that already. Mm -hmm, And and the way mm -hmm. that you approach it feels fresh, meaningful, uh, appropriate to the family, certainly appropriate Mm -hmm. to the style 
equally authentic, but you know, where are we today and, and what's happening? And I love that. Oh, yeah. thank you. We yeah. try really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's hard. It's hard. And plus with things like that, you have to kind of dig a little, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's not like you walk into a, a showroom that's made just for, for what you do. So that's, but that's the fun part too. Yes. Right. So there's a book coming out. Let's talk about that. I'll get back to design too, but it's very exciting. Karen, your first book, Chris has been involved in a couple others, Mm -hmm. I know, but it'll be out when this drops. So it's, it's coming out in October. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm super excited. I, and both Karen and I are so grateful to you, Margo, Mm -hmm. just for helping us, you know, get the ball rolling and bringing our, our concept to the publisher, Gibbs Smith, which is getting a concept to a publisher is a, is a feat in itself. And we so appreciate your your faith and your trust in us to actually deliver something like that. So that, that's been so awesome. Thank you. I think when we were talking before, Christopher, you and I, you were telling me about this and about Karen and what you were working on. Maybe you had just been on a shoot together and, and that you, you had, you had outlined, Karen, I think had outlined the bu- a book proposal. It's like, let me see here. So, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, yes, I'm a connector and, but you all have the insight and the passion for it. So tell me kind of how this came about. Was it that first shoot where you're like, oh my gosh, we could do something with this. Like how, how'd this happen? I mean, we, we shot together for a couple of years already. Um, and then the idea, and this time instead of DMs, it was text. Um, since, you know, <laughs> you shared your phone re- number by then. <laughs> become re- real, real life friends by now. Um, it was actually during the the pandemic, um, and I know that Chris has been um, photographing with uh, Max for some great books, and I was starting to think like, as you guys were describing my work just earlier, it's just like I felt like. Um, when I was working on my own house, I also got a lot of books, um, went to like libraries and I was getting like out of print stuff just because I was trying to find as much as I could about mm. like, what would this, you know, there's a whole Eichler book, which coincidentally, which I s- seriously had no idea till actually after we signed with Gibbs Smith, I'm like, oh, my favorite Eichler book is by Gibbs Smith. <laughs> um, so there's just a lot of historical books out there, but I didn't feel like there were any that were more of what, you know, became to be my style, which is like historical, but real life. Like, you know, at the time when I started working on my house, I had like two little kids and um, I was seeing all these beautiful renovated Eichlers all perfect. And I'm like, well, my kids are like a big fat mess. So how do you live in these <laughs> what do I houses do with that? <laughs> and make them cool? So um, in my mind, I've always kind of um, started to think like, oh, the work I do. And as I was starting to do more design work for other clients, also with a lot of families and pets, I was like, how do we like put this all together to, you know, help other people to do what, you know, me and my team do all the all day now is just like help people make mid-century warm and friendly. So yeah, I started to chat with um, Dibble about like, hey, should we like come up with our own book um, on mid-century? Um, and then yeah, kind of evolved from there. So I, before we even started kind of putting the concept together, I, because it was pandemic time and that was like that very short time for me when I you know, wasn't able to go to clients' houses and work on stuff. Um, I actually went to our cabin and, and I happened to go by myself that weekend, which is rare. And I just like wrote a ton. I was just like, didn't even know what I wanted to write about, but I was just like, I'm going to talk about tile. I'm going to talk about like just all these different things. And then with that paired with a lot of the work um, that Chris had already shot with me, we kind of put together that first concept, which... um I'm so proud of that first mm-hmm. proposal. I mean, I feel like we just knew that we had a great thing going with um, the way Chris is able to capture my work. Like he just, the shots that he takes is just like, I feel like it's really represents like all that work that me and my team mm-hmm. do put into these houses. Like how That's do we big. highlight the color? How do we highlight the hominess? Um, how do we not make it seem like a, a catalog of just anybody's mid-century house or house. Um, So yeah, it's great, great synergy. Um, So that's kind of how we 
put our first proposal together, right? And then actually, I'm, I'm yeah. so proud. Um, I can thank one of my design team members, Olivia. I have a really small team of um, amazing three designers. Um, but Olivia is like, was fresh out of um, uh, interior architecture school. And I was just like, hey, we're going to put a book together. So I'm going to give you some words and I'm going to give you Chris's photos. Can you like make it look cool? And she, that's, she put that first package together. Yeah. And I mean, oh, it wow. felt like it really came to life. Um, and we actually brought a lot of those ideas into, you know, when we worked with um, the design team at Gibbs Smith, we, we wanted to try to bring in like that vision we already had for how we wanted this book to present um, and highlight our work. I think that's so important. I, I mean, tip for anybody putting together, thinking about putting together a book proposal, the more you can drive the vision, the more you're going to get what you had in mind on the other end. Hugely. It, it's um, uh, definitely, uh, Karen and I, <laughs> I don't know a lot of other authors or book you know, produce to people who are producing books, but I feel like Karen and I were very, we walked that fine line of this is what we want. This is how it should be. But we also understand that you're professionals mm -hmm. and you know what's best. But you know, it's, it's, you really, really need to get involved because it can absolutely run away from you. Not by, not by the publisher's fault necessarily, because they're trying to produce the best book. But if you have a, a very specific vision, you need to voice that vision and stand by it and remind them about it. Um, and I feel like we did in a, in a really positive way. We had, we worked with a, a really great editor, Glenny Bartles, and, and she was such a, a fantastic um, collaborative editor and an art director, Ryan Tommen, and he was so great and receptive mm -hmm. um, about image placement and images uh, that we want to use or maybe that we don't want to use. So it was a very, very involved project. And I think, and, and it should be. And also, right. an, you know, another, another tip is create the book as much as possible beforehand. You know, it's that whole build it and they will come field of dreams kind of a thing. But also it gives you a lot more understanding about uh, the process, um, even before going into something like, oh, wow, how, how is this supposed to be laid out and what looks good? And so, yeah, I think often people think, oh, a book company publisher, you know, whoever packager is going to take care of that. And Certainly they have ideas, sure. but it's just like any it's sort of like advocating, advocating for mm -hmm. your health, right? Advocating for your product mm -hmm. and people buy what they see, which is the yeah. same for art directors are, they have an idea too. So if you have an idea, like put it out there. Mm -hmm. I, Absolutely. I think that's super positive, especially with something so very visual. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, my, the first, um, the first book that I did, um, with Max was very, very visual. This was such an awesome thing to be involved in. And, and this one in particular, Karen and I collaborated from the start. Uh, you know, Karen is the author of the book and, and has written all of the words in it. And it's, and it was so cool to be able to sort of, watch that process, um, see how that process works. You know, this this book is called Mid-Century Modern Style. And I think it has a lot more amazing like tips and how to style things and how to design um, a mid-century modern feel without it feeling too cold. Um, so yeah, it, that was a really exciting process to be a part of. You know, one of the things that I read, Karen, was that you have a passion for, you know, vintage pieces and DIY design that involves the whole family. Mm -hmm. And I think obviously that probably comes from you involving your whole family mm -hmm. because you were in the middle of it. But does that tend to be a theme for you, the family aspect and involving them? Yeah. In my family, you know, we, we started working on this house. We we had to live in it while we were working on it. So my kids literally, I have pictures of like, like I forgot about this, but I have pictures of like the little one in, in diapers and they're like eating breakfast, like on a, on a box, like, you yeah. know, but that's just, they grew up with, you know, my husband and I just going to Home Depot and dragging them yeah. along and um, they're just kind of used to it. Uh, so we, 
We do like to involve them though. Um, just, you know, we've had, a. there were times where we were like taking stuff down and um, my kids play sports or so like, kids, get your baseball helmet on. We're going to give you a sledgehammer. And they're just like, oh my God. I remember one of <laughs> our fun. kids. Yeah. He was maybe like, he's like, I don't want to have a birthday party. I just want to invite my friends. Can we just have all all of us sledgehammering? I'm like, uh, I don't think other parents let their kids sledgehammer. But my mom is so cool. Have the helmet on. He'll be fine. Um, so yes, it's uh, that's just kind of you know we want to share with them um, what it takes to put things into a house. You know, so they they do have um, a nice appreciation for the work because, you know, we've actually kind of put them to work just to to kind of let them learn a little bit about home building um, and design. Um, so yeah, it's, it is a family, it's a family affair. Yeah. I think it's nice for, for kids to learn how, how things get put together. You don't just, they don't just like come out of nowhere. <laughs> Breakfast, even as far as, you know, a meal. No, I had yeah. to, and laundry, right? right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> our, yeah. We're, we're into, uh, yeah, what do you call it? Life skills here. Yeah. That laundry doesn't just appear in my in my drawers. It's um, amazing. That's what I would love as an oh, as a, like as an adult. Too. I'm learning these things. Oh. <laughs> I know. Well, it depends on who you live with. That's true. <laughs> but I have a question for both of you because I imagine your answer is slightly different. So when you approach a project, you're both very visual. But say you know, Karen, you're walking into the home that might have been most recently redone and you know, 1989. And Chris, you're walking into a, a finished piece. So how do you, how do you both approach it with what your job's going to be around that? I feel like I'm the lucky one <laughs> 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 because I get to walk into this beautiful uh, space that has been so thoughtfully um, designed and considered. I will say I could not do Karen's job. It, I I can go into a space and be and and sort of have a loose vision of of what something could be. If I'm gonna, you know, uh, let's say uh, I'm gonna go buy a house. Let's say I can walk into a space and be like, oh, I could see the bones. Okay, this can come down. This can move. I, I can do very sort of. Uh, I guess would that be high level? Yeah. Sort of ideas, but having the vision that, that Karen has to have and that a designer has to have is, is something that I don't have. And so I think for me, the, the photography side of it is, is so great because I get to photograph and capture this, this um, amazing space. And how I walk into um, spaces usually, I tend never to see the space that I'm walking into um, mm. beforehand. And I, almost prefer it that way um, because it allows me to come in with like sort of no agenda really really just sort of allow the space to sort to exist and um generally uh i just i you know I'll, I'll take the space in i'll look around i'll see interesting um architectural features or interesting um pieces of furniture or how light is coming in a window. Um, and those are all of the things that I'm kind of like looking at as I, as I go into a house so often I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Oh, look at this tile is so awesome. Oh, I love this, you know, piece of furniture. So I get really excited and I geek out on all of that. Um, but then I have to remember that we have a limited amount of time and it's never enough time to get all of the images that you want. And I just, I try not to lose focus so yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm I'm the lucky one. I feel like I have the easy job. Oh, not sure. <laughs> I think that's what makes our collaborative working partnership so great. Is I, I love when we do shoot together. It's funny how you just like described it like that. Like we actually don't. Yeah, we don't talk that much about what's going to be in the house. And I sometimes it actually stresses me. I think when something's over planned. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's why we work so well together. Because I'll just be like. Yeah. Hey, come shoot my whatever, whatever. And, and we just, we get to the house. Um, we've traveled together before to projects like one, our Vermont project, which is in the book. Mm -hmm. I, I'd actually never seen it in person. I designed it all. Oh my remotely. gosh. Wow. And we did a ton of work for that house. Um, but, you know, I'd seen pictures and I FaceTime with the clients all the time, but I, it was actually my first time taking it in also. Um, so yeah. it's neat because we can step into a project together and I love that um, Chris can just, like he just described, he just, he can just take it in and he already 
knows kind of the pieces that I want to help um, portray in the photographs that come out. Um, so it's nice. It is, it's, again, it's this like cool organic way that we work where, you know, he's able to capture all the things. I don't have to like tell him what I, you know, like make sure right. you get this and we need That's this. so room. nice, isn't it? When you, when you're speaking the same language. Yeah. 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 And then when, it's kind of neat when we look at shots together um, as we're on a shoot, you know, we both see the same things. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. that's kind of something's off on that. Um, mm-hmm. And usually, you know, Chris's eye is like even more zoned in. So he'll know right away what it is that we need to adjust. Um, so it's neat, though, that we can just like work like that together. Um, yeah, we, we kind of just like balance each other out that way. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty special. How, when you walk in for the first time, how do you start to wrap your head around? Because you've done Eichler, so potentially it's a mid-century or something mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. authentic. How do you start to wrap your head around your process for that place? Mm-hmm. One thing I do is just kind of like take in the building and the architecture. So is it the fire? You know, maybe it's a really cool fireplace. Like we just, we have to keep that. Maybe it's just like, I like to try to preserve my eye just automatically goes to um, key building features that make that place special because I always say this like new houses now new builds custom builds they just they don't build houses the way they did back then like mm. no one stacks Roman brick anymore and no one puts I don't know like the Vermont house has like flags like flagstone or slate entryway that are all cut perfectly so that they fit in like nobody does that stuff like from scratch anymore so I love to um see see what we can keep um or if you know a lot like my own home if if a lot of things had been taken away over the decades and kind of changed with the trends of the time I that's where I I find I try to find opportunity of what we can bring back in and then it's just you know it's working with the people that live there like every set of my clients is is um so different you know um kids no kids dogs um small small townhouses for single homeowner um big house for a lot of kids so i just try to like figure out what what is it that the homeowners are looking to achieve that they want um to feel differently about their space and then um that's what's kind of neat as we get to just we customize each design and renovation just to try to like make the people that live there happy because everybody's taste of like what makes them happy is so different you know like I like color I hate color I you know hate brass and then um it's funny though because when we don't actually I used to ask the clients all these kind of questions like well do a little questionnaire but I actually found like you know what I'm not going to even ask because I'm going to show you what I think mm-hmm. you're going to like. And yeah. a lot of times, especially when there's like a, a partnership mm-hmm. couple, they'll be like, wait, I didn't know I liked that. And like, I liked that. I didn't know you would like that too. You know, so it's kind of <laughs> neat to see how, how um, bringing the ideas to uh, the the people that live there. It's just, I, I feel like that's my job, right? Like it, you wanted to hire someone to help you see this place in a different yeah. way. So I try to bring, bring new ideas um, into the space. So that's awesome. That's why you look for somebody like you that has vision and is good at what they do to bring the ideas together. Yeah. That's awesome. I've been so fortunate to meet several of the homeowners that Karen has worked with and mm. it, they are, they are so different, mm. but all just very cool, great vibes. Like everybody that I've met have been like, "Oh, that, you're like you're like a fun person to be around," and, <laughs> and and it and it really reflects. I can look at their home, and you know, these homes are yes, they're all mid-century modern inspired or mid-century modern homes. But the, the homes really match the homeowners. That, I, that. that I've met. Um, and, and it's so cool to be able to see. Mm. I haven't really thought about that specifically, but yes, people get so into, I mean, we're all into our homes, right? But an Eichler person is an Eichler person and, and, you know, they're, they're like religious about it. And so to kind of meet more than one of 
Karen's clients. And I'm sure it's interesting for you, Karen, as you gain those clients Mm -hmm, or look mm -hmm. back upon who you've worked with, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, like what's been their separate passions and and what's crossed over. And what a fascinating thing, because often when you do interior design, it's a range. I mean, the styles Mm -hmm, vary mm -hmm. drastically, but uh, it might just be because of location or whatever, but you've Mm -hmm, really honed in on a style. I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's really fascinating. Yeah, like I think of, it makes me sort of think of like, Karen, you can correct me and Margaret, you can save me if I say any of these <laughs> names, if I say the wrong names. But Melissa and Jake and mm-hmm. their, you know, their Phoenix home is so, you know, mid-century modern and it's, and it is so them, it's like bright and it's primary colors and I'm um, so punchy and saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you have like Cindy in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Foster. Um, on the coast, which is like very, um, still very mid-century modern, but like, I don't know, just uh, a little bit maybe more subdued and and sort of just a different vibe. Mm -hmm. Like you could never see them living in each other's homes, yet they are equally as cool and And equally as cool spaces. Right. And it's funny because those two have met and, and they've met in they've like met down in Arizona and like they're friends now. And so it's so cool. Cause oh, it's just cool. like, I think we all share, like you're saying there's just yeah. like this tie and it's not cause of like mid-century modern or anything. Everybody just, they all are really great kind of fun, fun, loving like clients and people, yeah. I think. So yeah. it's neat. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. You gotta be fun loving. You gotta be yeah. fun loving for, for the, the, I think this aesthetic. <laughs> I think so. I love it. I think that's fantastic. So what, what were you excited about? Are you doing any tours or book signings or anything that we should know about? We are just getting started. It's exciting. We will be in Palm Springs um, at Modernism Week this October. Fantastic. Um, And we're also going to come back. Um, We're going to be guest speaking, uh, both of us uh, at the Modernism Week in February in Palm Springs. So we'll be there. Um, what else do we have? We have some. We have uh, a book signing up in Portland, an event and book signing in Portland at City Home in December. And we're uh, speaking with a few different shops, stores in um, the Bay Area and Los Angeles and around Portland, just sort of, you know, book more events. We're trying to create, I don't know, we're, we're just trying to create like a little mini book tour um, where we can go and, and just sort of, you know, hang out and have little parties and and meet a bunch of people and just have a good time and you know show off what we've done i i also you know the the ones that we're doing in in palm springs coming up for the fall modernism week uh we have an event at destination psp um which is a great store in palm springs and that's going to be a really lovely just like a nice little reception and karen and i'll be there to sign books and karen is doing a really cool sort of like um taking over sort of a corner in their shop and and, and redesigning sort of putting her spin using you know their products which will be really fun great idea and then the next uh the following day we're doing an, an event at um this really great uh shop called market market and they have a, a large shop. really really fantastic and we're going to be doing an event there signing the books will be available there and i produced a, a small body of work uh photographs of nice sort of iconic they're so fun mid- it's cool. It, it It is cool. They're, they're like iconic mid-century modern objects. Um, so and, will those be for sale at Market Market? Yep. Yep. So we're going to do um, sort of a gallery display of those 10 pieces. So far I have 10 um, pieces in this series. It's definitely going to be an ongoing series, um, nice. which I'm super excited about. Um especially being able to photograph more and more iconic pieces. Um, But they're done in a very sort of scientific documentarian sort of Mm. way. And the the name of the project is Mid-Century Objectified, Mm. which is the official title now because I just said it on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So guess what? That's it's official now. Thanks for the name, Janya. And yeah, uh, I'm really excited. And then Karen, you're doing, you're doing a little um, appearance. I'm going to be in Long Beach um, first weekend in November. Um, I 
going to be doing something with Urban Americana, like huge warehouse of vintage furniture. Another place I've bought, um, I've helped clients source a lot of fun things, but I've never actually been there myself. Um, So I'm flying, but I keep joking. Like rent a truck. I know a lot of the vendors is like, can I stick the Ganey planter like in my suitcase on Southwest? Um, So maybe I should actually. So maybe I should be uh, driving back instead of flying. And then on, on that first Sunday, um, I'm doing something with another Gibbs Smith author, Agatha Isabel. She actually just came out with a really fun book called um, House Plant Hookups. And it's nice. like this adorable book about plants. And she's Filipinas, as am I. So we're doing some um, oh, fun. some events together down there. And she's going to be up in the Bay Area. And we plan to do the same. So it's fun. It's this great synergy of yeah. You know, artists, all mm-hmm. of us connecting at first on places like Instagram and then, you know, mm-hmm. being able to collaborate together to create new work, new books, um, meet each other, help each other out. It's just like I love this kind of stuff. I love meeting uh, like minded, creative artists who are super fun and want to do fun things together. So that's a vote for reach out if you feel like it. Right. Yes. Yes. Big time. And you know, it's so funny. I was going to say, you know, I remember having these conversations being like, oh man, remember when like Instagram was like, you could just DM somebody and that, you know, some famous chef or some famous photographer and they DM you back. And it was so like, because there weren't a billion people on it at the Mm -hmm. time. Um, And now I feel like um, people can feel very easily or very easily feel like, oh, there's, there's no way I can, you know, I admire this person or I want to work with this person. There's no way I'm not going to DM them because there's no way they're going to get it or da, 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 Oh, I can do it anyway. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. And then if you don't hear back, I don't know, maybe send them another one. Yep. I agree. Do mm-hmm. it. Oh my God. I'm shameless. I will reach out. <laughs> I will reach out to anybody that I find interesting. <laughs> well, look what happens. Books. I books know. happen. And seriously. And... Yes. I love that. I love that we're getting some of your photographs into the world mm-hmm. in other ways. Look, it's been a it's been a minute. And and I was say doing this um project with Karen and you know, it's been a really, really great catalyst for me. And you know, sometimes we just need a catalyst to to get us to do things. And I've had and, and you know, with this project in particular, I've had such um I've had so much help from Karen, uh being able to bounce ideas off of her, um, which is another great reason to have a lot of artist friends or mm-hmm. like minded friends um who you can trust. And also Jessica Poundstone has has been like mm-hmm. such a who's who's an incredible artist uh, she's been such uh, an, e- an enormous help in me putting this body of work together so again yeah reach out to people that's right so where can people find out where to find you well for me it's dibble photo on instagram that's pretty much my social media of choice you also have a very beautiful website uh, yes, thank you, you thank you i do have i do have a website christopherdibble.com and those are the those are sort of the two places that my stuff lives you know i downloaded tiktok um and it's on my phone but i've never signed up for an account because i'm afraid that if i do i will never gonna, see you again <laughs> I, I, I will literally disappear <laughs> but yeah that's so where I'm at. watch this space but right now yeah. Website and <laughs> awesome. What about you, Karen? Um, I'm on Instagram at Destination Eichler, E-I-C-H-L-E-R. Um, and that's also my website, DestinationEichler.com. And then you can find all our book info um, on my website, uh, DestinationEichler.com slash book. Um, has uh, lots of info about uh, our events. I'm starting to put them on my website. So if you are listening and you're like, hey, are you going to come to wherever, you know, let us know where else we're open to, um, you know, we're open to road trips and totally out there. You yeah, never if know. Like, if you're like, there's a cool mid-century modern yes. store yeah. here or whatever, let's do an event. You know, yes. we're, we're so yeah. game. Yeah, we're very, but that's what I love about Devil We can I just, it's always like, hey, you want to do this? And I'm like, okay. And then okay. do it. So it's, it's fun. <laughs> Have you outlined your next book yet? Oh, we have some ideas. I don't know. Yes. Well, you know, mid-century modern America. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that's the name. Now, how about mid-century modern Europe? I mean, like, oh, why stay here? I like where you like I got to go back to my design roots, right? Got to go visit that. Yes, that Italian, that Italian professor that inspired me. I yeah. like it. 
So yeah, mid-century in Italy, what does that even look like? That would be, I, I, yeah. What does that okay. look like? Some uh-huh. beautiful design um, pieces too over there. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Oh my right. gosh. Now we, now we all have to go to Italy immediately. Oh, I know. Uh, we also both share a love of dogs. And then I just realized just now, we, we do have a few doggies in our book. Um, my, of course, my beautiful rescue dog is in the book. And then another client just happened that there, his dog was like posing perfectly on a sofa. And we were just, that that's was, in the it book. Was, it, and it was literally, Karen, it was like, as we were leaving, <laughs> least, after yes. that, after we were done, we were like walking out of the house and it was this, it just perfect as we walked through this room. It's like, okay, hold on, we need one more shot. Like, oh, I now I'm like, do yeah, not move. we did we did photograph enough dogs because like so many clients have cute dogs. I was like, I well, there's I a know. there's a there's book, like, book. homeowner cool homeowners and their dogs. Yeah, well, that's what Melissa Melissa was like. You should do, you know, uh, mid century dogs, mid century modern dogs, and cats. We, there's you know, some pretty look. lucky dogs out there. They live in some pretty <laughs> yes. nice houses. Yeah, there are, there are there some are. lucky <laughs> dogs. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, I just yeah, it's fun to hear kind of those little behind the scene things like there was a dog on the sofa. We had to stop. And you know, this is what we're mm-hmm. going to do next. So, I mean, there's always something that's going to inspire us hopefully. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, uh, sort of add to those like fun stories of, Oh, there's like a little dog here. Um, you know, I feel like we present these beautiful spaces, these beautiful photos all the time. But it's important to remember that maybe if we turned the camera around and looked a different direction, maybe <laughs> things aren't perfect. Um, so I think that's something also uh, always important to keep in mind. I mean, I, I, I worked in fashion for a while. I still do some um, fashion photography here and there. And, you know, I always, I always try and um, do my best to remind people that, Photography involves retouching and, and shifting things around. So, you know, you don't need to feel bad if your home does not look like it is in a book <laughs> at yeah. all times. No, because it, yeah, it always astounded me or just made me super aware of what was just outside the frame. Like, you can't mm-hmm. even believe what's yeah. just yeah. outside yeah. the frame. All those and Mar- cardboard yeah. flower boxes, and, yes. you know, the rugs yes. rolled up, and oh, the yeah. yes. that didn't fit in, and the lunch, and all of it. I mean, Margo, you Tables know it more, and- than, more than anybody. I mean, <sighs> you know, you're doing these shoots, you're doing these editorial shoots, They're and so yeah, fun. right outside of the frame is just is absolute <laughs> chaos. <laughs> Which I was helped me even when I was little watching a scary movie and re- just like remember oh, there's mm-hmm. hundreds of people around them. Uh-huh. It's not yes. actually you know in the deep dark swamp. There's so yes. many. There's a people holding. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But I love I love the process and I think interior design is is a search for that perfect thing and that next perfect thing and the color that ties them all together and the feeling and you know it's it's my. The things that surround us, I should say, mm-hmm, are, mm-hmm, are yeah. just, I'm so passionate about. And I think mm-hmm. you both capture that so, so well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. As mm-hmm. I hide all of the stuff <laughs> behind me. That's like, okay. Nobody's watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me who's inspiring you guys these days. A couple of, couple of thoughts. It's, yeah. I know it changes every day. I thought about day, this but... one. Um my, I was thinking, I have this friend, her name is Dev Heirana, and she's an artist here in the Bay Area. Um, we met a couple years ago. We have like actually family friends um, that have known each other for years. And Dev's work uh, is just like, when we first met, we have like a similar story where she was working like corporate um, creative director life. So I remember when I first met her, she's like, i I do paint, you know, but I, I have a creative director job, but I, but I paint, you know, and I can yeah. just tell um, at that same time, I think I was transitioning as well from my corporate life, trying to like, not do that, but really do what I wanted to do. But now she's like, oh my gosh, Dev is like killing it. She's, she has some work that's at the, um, the De Young. So wow. I can't wait. She's coming out. Um, it's going to be out in just a few weeks. So I just, I think it's neat to meet other people and we all are going through a lot of the same things where you do one thing in your life because you kind of feel like you need to be doing that. And then mm-hmm. you 
open yourself up to that opportunity um, to really explore what you really should be doing. And now I love just watching like each next thing, you know, of, of what she does. Um, she has some really beautiful work, both abstract and um, a lot of like, she also paints a lot about, um, you know, women and family life and mm. she's Filipina as well. So it's neat. It's just cool to see like how what's inside of us when it's really meant to get out there. It's like, you know, letting that, that find that, that place. So. I hear back from so many listeners that say, you know, I really heard myself in the, in the recounting of stories today, or, you know, I was inspired to try this or that. And I think Karen, even listening to you, cause you said that you really found your thing in Italy, but then you, then you went and did all these other things yeah. until you came back around. And I, yeah. I think so many of us can, I mean, because we change as we go. Right. Yeah. So it could mm-hmm. be, could be a matter of timing or, you know, my parents wanted me to do this or, yeah. you know, I was a mom and then I, whatever it is, yeah. but just don't lose track of that spark. You know, what lights you up? Yeah. So true. What about you, Mr. D who's inspiring you these days? So many, uh, such a variety. There's a photographer that I've been really, uh, that I've really admired. Um, his name is John Henry, J-O-N. Mm-hmm. Um, he does incredible incredible um four by five portraits mm. um his project um that he's been working on and and uh, exhibiting recently is called strange fruit um oh, nice. really really very powerful um project alice tomlinson is a, a british photographer uh a-l-y-s she also does uh produces these beautiful four by five portraits i, I i'm so inspired by portraiture i i photograph primarily interiors, but uh, portraiture, creating portraiture and viewing portraiture is my passion, really. And however, I think I think this is something that we chatted briefly about yes. last time we were talking. <laughs> first time we, of, you, we've talked about this more than once. Yeah, yeah yes. This we is have, a we through thread for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, but you know, it's <laughs> like, uh, my pen. I, I I have this passion for portraiture, and and um, I, I love being able to allow that to inform other way, uh, uh, other subjects that I photograph. Mm, so that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like thinking about a room as a portrait, um, mm. or a space as a portrait. Um, h- how can we bring life into this space, or how can the, the light work in this space to tell a story? You know, sort of thinking about all of these things. So yeah, uh, so I love I love portrait photographers. Um, and Jessica Poundstone is, mm-hmm. is another. Oh, um, that's mine as well. Yeah, awesome. she's an amazing artist based in Portland, working a lot with color. And like you said to me a, a week or two ago, how come Jessica hasn't been on yet? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I will say, I'm like, she's got a lot to say. You know, she, she's got a lot of knowledge and, and just a lot of, she's just the really, uh, just a, a great person and, and uh, really knowledgeable and such a, I love connectors, sharers of information. I try to do that. And, you know, I, I love connecting people. I love sharing information. I have photographers emailing me, asking me things. I'm like, I will tell you, ask me and I will tell you. I am not going to gatekeep anything. So I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Those are fantastic ones. Karen, as a product development person, I just have to ask this one, one more question. Doing so many mid-century homes, do you have a product line in the back of your mind? Yes, all the time. <laughs> There. All the time. And plus I did, I did, um, I did do some product development um, in my corporate days, but I wasn't designing cool things I would buy here mm-hmm. today. So I, <laughs> that I, I would love, uh, yes. Um, one of them is like, it's so hard to find cool, affordable, mid-century modern or modern inspired outdoor furniture. Yes, it is. If it is, it's like from France and it's a bajillion dollars in really cute colors, which is awesome, but it's just not like my family's price point. Mm -hmm. Um, So that and yeah, furniture, textiles. um, I I did have a handbag design business back in the early days. um, And I was I was always trying to like find cool fabric, but then I would want to at the time I wanted to create my own fabric, but I could, you know, barely like put out so many pieces because I was like doing this right. all in, you know, 
college day funding kind of thing. Um, right. So yes, but I would, yes, that's definitely something I need to like figure out how to get some, get well, that. I think with such a focus, I could only imagine that you would have some really good ideas. So let's come back when we can, when we'd have that figured okay. out. That's good. Like exactly. That's a good one though, too. Like you have to just say it out loud and then I have yes. to just start writing, writing it down. So it has a clear, like I'll, they'll be like, what do you want to do? And then I'll just open up a notebook and I'm going to start trying up what I want. And now that you've verbalized it, it is officially floating <laughs> around in the universe for anybody yes. to grab. So grab it, Karen. That's right. <laughs> I love that. You've manifested no, it's a it. Good, good push. I like, like I love you that. said, it's good to have others encourage you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Oh this was gosh. super oh interesting. I'm so excited to get my hands on that book and pour through every word, every page, oh, every corner. And Chris, you know, I'm, I can't wait to see you capture things with such, oh, passion. It's so great. Mm-hmm. I can't Thank wait. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very lucky that the people I work with are so incredibly talented. Well, I'm glad you DM'd Karen and that she <laughs> thought you weren't, you know, took you seriously. I love <laughs> yes, that. Yeah, yeah, truly, truly. Uh, and thank, and thank you, Margaret. Thank you so much for for having us both on here and, yes. and um, being being you. Ah, you bet. Thanks. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.